Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Stylish Bride, the podcast dedicated to making sure you are dressed, styled, and down the aisle. And today, I am so excited to be here with Monica Byrne, the amazing bridal designer, and also actually including evening wear as well. But we're going to be focusing a lot on the bridal today. And thank you so much for being here. So, Monica, I know that you've actually been in the bridal industry for a really long time. Tell us about your history. I've been in the industry for a little over 15 years. I started with a small designer, Lucy Barnes, and that's where I got my background in couture. So actually, I don't know that I've ever heard of her. Tell me a little bit about Lucy. So Lucy Barnes was a designer who she sold to Neiman Barney's, and that's we did like couture as well. And that's where I learned how to fit and, you know, with clients because we did like Rachel Feinstein. And did you go to design school? I went to textile design school, so I went to KU. Okay. I, it, fashion was my emphasis, okay. but textiles was my major. And I came here, and I was fresh off the farm, and I worked for Lucy Barnes for the first two years, and then I left her, and I was more like a freelance agent, so I was at Donna Karen for a while, and then um, Florin, and I actually just worked more as a textile agent for them. I worked more on textiles like for runway for them and then I left them and then I started my own business and I was on my own and for about four years pretty successful I had my own label for about four years and uh, was it also called Monica Byrne yes it was also Monica Byrne I sold the Saks Neiman's Barney's Bloomies I was you know it was more evening and I was successful nominated for Rising Star with Jason Wu but I decided I needed to go learn more so I decided to go get a job and that's when Vera hired me and I was hired at Vera as her head bridal designer and I worked for Vera for about four years and I started with her in 2008 so I was with her from 2008 to 2012 and it was a very big pivotal moment in my career she taught me a lot mentored me and I learned a lot, worked on very many people's, lots of people's dresses. I did Chelsea Clinton's wedding dress, Hillary Duff's, Alicia Keys. I did numerous people's, Ivanka Trump's. <laughs> and I believe Hillary Duff's is still the number one selling dress to this day, too, because we did a version of that. So a lot of other people, too. I did an evening dress for Michelle Obama's. Who else? I did Sandra Bullock's red Oscar dress, Mila Kunis, Golden Globes green dress. Yeah, I had a good run there. It was good. And, you know, Vera really let me do my thing there. She, it was a good moment for me. And I think you were telling me before we started recording that you were the first person to introduce the black. I remember that collection. I was in the runway show. That's back when she used to do runway shows. And everybody was like, oh, my God. (laughs) And I'll never forget my boss, Robert, when so... Constance Darrow was my creative director there and she came from Prada and she hired me actually and but Robert was my boss my VP of design then Robert Barnowski and he he was like she's gonna never he's in Constance Darrow just looked at me and she said you can do this she's gonna support this and I was like so scared and we put that first dress out there and she was like this is amazing (laughs) and I was like okay and then that's when I was like okay I can do this I got the seal of approval from Vera that day I think so yeah and I feel like that was a pivotal moment in her design aesthetic as well because since that moment, the dresses have changed a lot. And of course, they produce them in ivory, but yes. it has really 
it's much more modern than yes the dresses before that collection right and then we just got crazier from that point on yeah. i guess so it was really fun you know like i never thought that of myself as designing a bridal collection when i was there for her you know i was always couture right you know not really bridal so that was it was fun for me it was a good moment now did you get involved in her evening wear as well or yeah 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 i was definitely i did all of the mtos and all of the editorial for vogue like whenever they did anything and all of the Oscar dressing and yeah. So that is obviously an incredible launch pad. Yes. And learning experience. Yes, it was an amazing experience. And what made you decide to go out on your own? I was ready for a new change. So then I actually left and I went to Jill Sander. Constance took me to Jill Sander. She left. I was ready for a new canvas, not doing bridal. And then I left Jill Sander because I was also just burned out. I needed to just break from fashion and I just took some time out from fashion for about six months and did my traveled and then just kind of started my own thing again and bridal found me again and clients just started coming to me again and so they just found me so like people just started finding me again and I just found myself doing custom brides and I didn't even realize it but I just found myself doing a bunch of custom brides and the next thing I knew I found myself doing Carolina Herrera's bridal collection oh, Okay, <laughs> out of my atelier. So it was not only was I doing custom brides and my own direct to consumer like collection, I was doing Carolina Herrera's bridal collection as well or helping them. So, and that leads us up to when that was two years ago. Okay. And I know I'm not doing theirs anymore. I stopped doing that because it was just too much. I decided to focus on my own thing and really focus on my atelier and actually really focus on my brides. And I took a step back from doing collection per se, you know, and really focus on only doing about four to eight, six to eight brides per year because I want to only do the top of the top so I could be, you know, the best of the best and just focus on making the dresses really, really, really shine. Absolutely. But you do have this line that we're looking at. So yes. how does that integrate into so, your overall plan? It's not really a line that we're wholesaling. It's definitely more of a direct-to-consumer, you know, thing that we're doing for, you know, I do like little trunk shows, small events that, you know, in my atelier or my friends host some events for me, but I don't want to get back into that fast. It was never fast fashion, but I don't want to get back into that, that wholesale market because I think it's not sustainable. And my whole thing is about sustainability also. And I hated what the buyers <laughs> were doing for designers as well, because I also feel like they cloud this vision for designers. And, you know, I think there's too much product out there and I think it's just cloudy. And this is something that like, if a customer comes to me, they can tell me what they want. And this is a starting point for my customer. Right. That's a great point because, you know, I think that brides often have trouble visualizing what they want. Yes. And so they need to yes. see product. Yes. They need to see some of your dresses. I think not only does it establish a level of trust, but it also shows a little bit of your aesthetic. But then, you know, your body of work that you've done also supports that. Right. It leads me into asking, I'm really interested in about how you do the custom process because, you know, one thing that we were chatting about before was that this word couture is very, very overused in the wedding industry and most people don't really even know what it is. And so would you start by defining exactly what it means to you? Yes. 
So couture is a very abused word. Yeah, it really is. Everything's couture. <laughs> yeah. And technically, I mean, I'm not can't say that I am a couture designer because I haven't been approved by the, you know, the Parisian right, you Council. Shown in Paris. No, I haven't shown in Paris. And, you know, but we're working towards that. We're sure, you know, by getting nominated by them. But couture is something where, you know, it's hand done. You come and you are measured. It's cut. It's sewn by, you know, seamstress. It's made to measure. It's one of a kind. It's one of a kind. And the fabrics are, I mean, not only from the fabrics, but like the embellishments, the quality is, you know, the standards are very, very high. And not only are the standards high, but also the craftsmanship of the makers are also very high you know it's not just a seamstress who has been doing it for a day (laughs) yeah you know and it's also not you know it's not a tailor who's been you know these are people who have been doing it their whole lives and who have been trained for years and years and years right okay so in a bridal salon when you say when you see someone like oh the couture collection of da 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 it isn't because it's an existing process a couture dress is really something that's created specifically for a client to their personality, their, you know, body type exactly for them. There is just one and you can get incredibly creative and unique. But, you know, I've done a lot of custom dresses over my career and I have to say that it isn't for everyone. No, (laughs) it's a really important point Uh because you have to be able to sustain the unknowing part of it. And you have to have a lot of trust in the vision of someone else because I think brides have a really difficult time envisioning things. And that's like lots of people. Like if I need to buy a new sofa, envisioning it in my room is not my forte, which is why I hire an expert, but that's a different story. But, you know, I think brides, you know, it's very anxiety provoking. So it has to be the right type of person. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's also like, I think we're getting back to that a little bit. And I think that's my job as a designer and a good designer to be able to give them that process. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's what I think sets a good designer from a mediocre designer apart from that. And I think that's what sets me apart from other designers, Okay. you know, and I think that's important to put that out there, I guess. So you wouldn't be scared <laughs> of a bride that was like, I really, I just don't know that couture is for me. I think that I kind of need to see something and put it on and decide whether or not I like it and maybe make a modification, but I'm not sure I can. No. And I think like, because it's, I mean, I'm just kind of getting relaunched a little bit and we're starting and I don't have like, you know, the background of Vera right now and whatnot, but yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't be scared of that. Okay. And then what's the process? How would you help that bride, you know, work through it and create something that's perfect for her? I mean, I walk her through the steps just like any other bride that I do. You know, we start with the mood, the concept, the sketches, the modifications of it and the toile. And I think it's a constant like edits, you know, it's constant. It's therapy. Essentially. I mean, you know that, right? With your clients. I don't know. Do we even talk about the steps of a couture dress? I mean, did we talk about that already? I don't think we did. did, Right. No, because we had a chat before. So we talked about it then. But so why don't you actually go through for the listeners the steps? Yeah. So the steps are basically steps of what we go through as designers when we do a collection. So it starts with a concept. And the concept evolves into a vision. The concept, the vision, what, what that vision is, a mood board, right? So my client comes to me, they have a mood, they have a vision. So we create 
a mood board and their vision. And then we start with sketches and sketches and fabrics and, you know, the mood. We edit down sketches with the fabrics and the embellishments and to like five. And then they go home, they process, they, they have five sketches and then they edit them down to their favorite one. And then from their favorite one, which we help them, obviously. And we start by like, they try on silhouettes, generally like silhouettes that I have in the studio. Like I encourage them to try on a full, I encourage them to try one on that they don't think that they want to wear because a lot of the times they think that they want something that they don't necessarily end up wearing. Right. And I also encourage them to go to other bridal salons first. I was going to say that as well. That's what I encourage my brides to do that want to go, that ultimately want to go custom. You have to try those things on because sometimes you're surprised. Yeah. And I mean, being that I was, you know, an alum from Vera, I encourage them to go try on stuff at Vera because, you know, I mean, the product is beautiful there and they have a lot of inventory. There's tons of A lot of, of inventory and I always tell them to go there. I tell them to go to Herrera because I've done a lot there too. And so they do that and they, then they come back and they have to do their research, you know. And after doing that, then they kind of narrow down the silhouette at least. And then the sketch is kind of narrowed down. And after they narrow down the sketch, then we do the toile. And the toile, which is also called a muslin. Yes, yeah. which is the muslin. And it is the muslin slash toile is cheaper form of fabric, but it's also a very, it can still be really beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I've had people say to me, can I just keep the muslin? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I think like we have an archive of them. Like, That's great. You know, I don't know if you were able to see Dior's exhibit this past oh summer. Gosh. I wasn't. And I'm pretty devastated about it, actually. I hope oh, it comes over I mean, to this like, side. I know. I feel like I went because I saw so much information about it. It's just, but you know, that's muslin. to me like, it's a beautiful process. Yeah. Like so going back to the craftsmanship of the process and the art of, all of these steps, like that just says it all, like how they displayed it, that whole exhibit. Yeah. So we, then we do the muslin, the toile, and that's where it gets scary for the brides. <laughs> Cause I think they think that it's going to be a pretty thing that they're seeing, but it's not really because it's just their slip fitting essentially. And it's a plain sort of fabric and they're seeing themselves in not a fabric that has juju on it and fun stuff. It's right. And you it's, draw on them with Sharpies and you cut them open yeah. <laughs> and seam rippers out and you're scissors. You're basically you know, and having surgery. It's like you're on a surgery. table. Yeah, you're like on a table yeah. open and you're seeing yourself and it's not pretty. Right. So that's where it gets a little scary and you just have to talk them through you it. You have to have faith in the designer, yeah. which is the yeah. whole thing. I think that's where I'm really good at talking them through it. Okay. It's important. And I think that's where you have to have your fabrics that you've ta- already talked about having on site they're like being able to drape up close to them so they're like okay okay like yeah, you know like the visual the rack of it i mean and i learned that when i was at vera when we did our custom brides like i learned that from her you know that like you know i think i was trained really well to do that so that's that first step and you, you go through about four or five of those fittings and then you know sometimes more <laughs> you have a difficult diff- more or difficult one a lot of weight which they do yes. a lot of them do or if you gain weight right which some of them do (laughs) and then ultimately the outcome is then the final fitting and it's then you have the dress and it's beautiful it really is and i think one of the things that i'll tell 
clients when they're considering whether or not this is the right route for them is that you have many, many places along the process where you can change something. Yes. So, and that's an important piece because I think people get afraid that they're going to commit to something that they don't ultimately like. Right. You know? So I think that, you know, one of the amazing things about doing a couture dress is that you end up with a product that's completely and totally unique to you. And so many brides today with social media and with everything being out there all the time, they don't want things that they can see coming and going. So a couture dress is really an opportunity for them to have something totally special and unique for them. So I think it's amazing that you're carrying on that tradition and really doing it. So tell me a little bit about price point, because these dresses are obviously a labor of love and have an incredible amount of time that goes into them. So where does pricing start for you? Pricing starts for me. I mean, the minimum like I, is 20000 I've tried to say like do it for less, but it's just, you know, because of that labor of love and the change that you do want to allow like to come into it, you know, it has to be 20000 you know, you want to give your client the allowance of change and just that opportunity to give them the allowance to, you know, and it's the only way it yeah, works. Really. Yeah, it's the only it's the only way it works. And it's freedom. And it's this real process of it, you know, and it's there's no constraints. Then there's no it's a real art form. Then, you know, there's no money put on couture. I know that sounds like really elitist or something, but like. You know, it's a real process. I mean, you're making this piece of art and there shouldn't be a price tag on it, if that makes sense. I mean, right. If only that could be the case, but yeah, I understand I, yeah, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and I so. think that, you know, the truth is crazy and as elitist as this could sound, <laughs> 20000 is actually a very, very reasonable opening price point yes. for what they're getting. Yes. You know, there are a lot of big name designers in our industry that start at 50, 75, 100, 125 right. and... You know, so the process isn't any different. It's just the name. And so really, it's kind of a nice opening price point. Yeah, I think because I really want to try to bring this back. Listen, you can go get a... I mean, most Fira dresses, I mean, are like her best dresses. Our opening price point are $17,000. I mean, the Luke's dresses are seventeen. I mean, and everyone's wearing the same dress. So, I mean, what I'm trying to do here is recreate something that's unique, you know, and I feel like I think we have to get back to that. I think it's very important that people get back to individuality. I mean, we're certainly not living in a world that's like creating that at all, with, especially with social media. I mean, everyone's kind of trying to be they're just the same people, you know, yeah. I mean, like it's scary. And I think it's important to try to create some difference and in individuality. So I think that that's absolutely true. And I think it's interesting because brides, while they say they want that, I wonder how many actually do to your point, but you know, having something unique and create it for them is a really special thing. And it's not something everyone cares about. I've had a lot of brides say to me, I always take their temperature on that. Like how important is it to you that you have something really, really unique that no one else will have. And some people actually say to me, you know what? I don't really care about that. As long as I love the dress, it's okay. And that's a great indicator of whether or not yeah. you are a person who could you know, benefit from the custom process. And my last question for you is, if you go to the website, monicaburn.com, and you have a very modern aesthetic, mm -hmm. and it's 
the website itself is actually like the pictures are quite avant-garde and it doesn't show the full scope necessarily of your work. And so how do you, I guess, you know, create a dress for a bride based on her style and how does a bride understand how your style fits into that? Do you know what I'm asking? Am I being clear? Like, you know, if you're not this kind of modern avant-garde bride, you certainly have the skills and the knowledge to make a dress for someone else. I mean, you made Chelsea Clinton's dress and it didn't look like that. So how do they know? (laughs) Well, I think because we're in the process of just kind of relaunching as well, you have to give a little trust right now. (laughs) Sure. But also... And it's not just you, it's anyone, you know? It's like you have to go to a designer that fits with you. So how do they ascertain that? And that's an important question because, you know, not every designer is going to be able to have a rubber band, you know, to do that. I think if someone is a designer that's modern, they're able to do that a little bit more because someone that is a modern designer can also be a classic designer. So I'd like to think that because of my experience and my background working for houses at like Vera and Herrera, I can work on different levels of for different people and not just be in this like tight bubble. So I have a very wide bandwidth. I think that makes me a good designer. And if I needed to go design for Roberto Cavalli, (laughs) who's a very sexy designer, I think I could do that too. And I do get those brides and you'd be shocked that probably wouldn't put on my website even of the testimonials, which we don't even have it up yet. I aren't my favorite dresses, but they're like really sexed out and, you know, like lots of train and bling and, but you know, I have to do that because that's what they want. And it's still a beautiful dress. It's just, you know, it's their vision, but it's also my version of their vision. And, you know, I actually come across that a lot and I never put my brides into my style. I, you know, spend a lot of time getting to know what makes them feel great. And you know, whether or not I love the dress isn't even really the point all the time. Yeah. It's, you know, what makes them feel great in life. And yeah. I would imagine it's of the course. same with you. I mean, it's not my day. Right. I mean, if I was trying to make myself feel good, like I would be the worst designer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously. I mean, but you have to have a point of view at the same time. Yeah, so how does definitely. it, I it's mean, it's like hard to I, make them. I think blend. it's like my job to make sure that I manage and execute my team and my team is feels good also about how they've executed their craftsmanship and we've all feel good about the vision that at hand and how we've completed it i mean i always feel good about it and if i don't then i haven't done my job you know what i'm saying so i mean i have perfect case in point I, there was a wedding i did last year and it was like you know wedding of all weddings and it was at four seasons and it was crazy like crazy wedding and she was a really tough bride. <laughs> Names will not be mentioned. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and she was tough, but she was great, you know. And I loved her dress, but it was like, it was just not how I, I mean, it just wasn't my thing. But I loved her dress. I loved it. At the end of the day, I was really proud of it, you know. And my God, the craftsmanship, though, like, I look at that dress and I was just like, wow. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it, so it's in the details more than the, the overall details. sometimes. And like when you sent me that list of questions before we met, like yeah. that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I mean, like the level of detail in that dress is insane. I mean, I mean, I don't need to see the full scope of that dress. Right. Like I look at that and I'm like, I mean, the man hours behind that dress are like, and people that don't understand wouldn't know that, but 
I mean, that is like, that's art and that's like love. And I mean, that's just like, now I want to see a picture. You can show me. Yeah, after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, right. that's insane. You know, it's the same for so many dresses that, you know, at Vera, like just watching the team of people on a table, you know, like hours and hours into the night, you know, yeah. I think. And that's what you get when you, you know, do something completely custom. Yeah. And that's why the price point is so high. Yes. And you get all of that love and attention and genius and expertise and wrapped up into one package. Yes. Well, I think that that's great information for our listeners and it really addresses, you know, whether or not it's the right process for you as a person, as a bride and what they can expect from going through it. And so thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun talking to you and I'm excited to hopefully have a client together soon. Yes. And I look forward to seeing what comes in the future for you. Thank you. And... If you want to learn more about Monica, you can follow her on Instagram at Monica Byrne. And as always, you can follow me and ask any questions that you have that come up. My Instagram handle is at the stylish bride. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a tip on how to be dressed, styled, and down the aisle. Bye for now. Bye.